In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He was in Today, the first Sunday of Lent, the theme is about choices. Now, I know we know the first Sunday of Lent as the Sunday of Orthodoxy and the procession of icons, the affirmation of faith that was issued back in the ninth century. All these things, of course, are true, and I will refer to them in a moment. But the theme today and the message for us is really about choices. The choice that we have to respond, the choice that we have to respond to God's call, the choice that we have to respond to the teaching and the message of the church, and the choice that we have to respond is related to those who are presented in the scriptures today. First, we heard from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews, and right away we hear about Moses. Now there's a reason why this epistle we hear today is, even though it's not related directly to the feast of the procession of icons of the Sunday of Orthodoxy, it predated this celebration of the restoration of icons into the church. And so we hear from both the epistle and from the gospel about Moses in particular. But we also hear about the apostles and we hear about other prophets and Old Testament figures. And the foundation of this teaching is about the choice that they made. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, we heard in this epistle to Hebrews, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to share ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered abuse suffered for the Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked to the reward, for he looked to the reward. Even before Moses, even before the prophets, even before the disciples and apostles and all the saints up to today, we look back even further to Adam and Eve. Adam had a choice. Adam chose. And the result, as we know, is his expulsion from paradise, which was the theme from last week. And from Adam all the way to Christ, humanity was disconnected from God. Adam and Eve, as we know, lived in paradise, enjoyed the fruit, enjoyed the gift of celebration, the gift of paradise and all that it brings and all that we understand it to be, a life connected to God, a life in the presence of God, a life in the garden, a life where there was no labor, where there was 
plentiful food, both literally and spiritually, for Adam and Eve. But he chose another life. He chose to disobey and to go his own way. And as it has been in this world since then, we as humans have been disconnected from God. Moses made a choice long before Christ, but he believed in the words and he believed in the word, in God, who revealed himself to Moses. He revealed himself to the prophets and the prophets in turn responded to the call and shared this message, this prophetic message with the people, the people who had strayed so far from God, so far from this truth, this foundation that they knew about, but they chose to reject and they made a choice. And this is the Old Testament. We hear about this story all through the, the Old Testament about the choices that the people of God made and how they suffered because of it. They suffered spiritually because they were disconnected from paradise. They were disconnected from God. But Moses and all the prophets pointed the people back and how to be reconnected. And they looked forward to the coming of God in the person of Jesus Christ, in the God-man, as we say, of Jesus Christ. The two disciples that we heard about today in the, in the gospel, it was the same for them, Philip and Nathaniel. They too did not quite understand, did not grasp who this God-man was before them. And we see this in Nathaniel. He was, he was cynical about this person. What good can come? What good can come from this person where he came from? <clears throat> come and see was the response. The Lord said this, and then Philip said this. Come and see. And so they both made a choice. They could have chosen not to come and follow him and not to see this glory revealed, this, this opportunity in Jesus Christ to be reconnected to God in paradise. And they did choose to follow him. And from it, as we know, came suffering for them in the form of rejection by the world. That exists even to today. And so we first hear and understand from this day, from this uh, feast of the first Sunday of Lent and the epistle and gospel, that we too have a choice to make a choice to come and see, a choice to follow Christ, a choice to see in Him our opportunity to reconnect, to return. And this is the theme, I say this all the time in our funeral service and in the hymns of the memorial service, to return to paradise, to be restored to our original beauty. This only comes in, a, in our choice to follow Christ. And that is our journey. That is our journey in the church. Everything that our church gives us, offers us, presents to us, is directing our attention, is inviting us to come and to see, to follow Christ. 
So we too, we too have that opportunity to be reconnected, to be restored, to be returned to our original beauty, to the place in paradise where first man and first woman, where Adam and Eve began. This seemingly is not connected with the feast that we have today, with the celebration we have today about the uh, return of iconography to the church. But there was a period of time when people suffered and even were martyred because of their use or their veneration of icons in the church. It was a controversy that was over a hundred years and finally in the ninth century the true and proper place of iconography of icons was returned to the church in her veneration, in her liturgical life. This is what we celebrate today. But the, the, the real message of this is that it is because God became one of us, because God became a person, a person in Jesus Christ who is due the worship, the person of Jesus Christ who became incarnate, became real, became material, just like one of us. This is why we in the church and the church over a thousand years ago brought back icons into the church to be properly venerated. Not worshiped, but be venerated. And that's why we make the affirmation of the faith that we will do here shortly when our young people, our children, and all of us will hold these icons up high. We do so because we're affirming the faith, the faith that Moses and the prophets had and pointed to in Jesus Christ. The faith that the disciples and the apostles had when they followed Christ and brought the good news of Jesus Christ to all the world. The faith of all these saints, men and women to this day, who in many cases died for this very same faith. They are who we rest upon today. And they are who we should learn from and use as our examples so we too can hold up the icon high but most importantly, hold up our faith for all the world to see so we too can joyously proclaim this is the faith of the apostles. This is the faith of the fathers and the mothers and the saints of the church. This is the faith that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. To all glory, honor, and worship belongs Him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.